Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection now 65% off. Plus, Macy Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Retro Gamers Podcast. That's an inside joke. Um, episode 142. And as you can see, we are joined by a very special guest. First of all, Larry here. And Anthony here. And Rich. There we back. Yes, Rich is back. I think Rich may be, Ant, correct me if I'm wrong, probably most times as a guest on the show, yeah. almost. Ah, uh, he might be at this point. Getting he was, there? Uh, he, was one of our, he was one of our first way back. Yeah. Uh, way back at Barcade. Yep. Yeah, that was I love that place. I can't believe how successful that place has become now. Thank goodness. Yeah, and yeah, Rich, there's one near me now, ten minutes away. Really? Yeah. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're opening one in Detroit. Why? Interesting location. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it really is a, <laughs> it's a ground zero of destroyingness. No, so. I was just saying, no, no, no offense to anybody in Detroit. We love all of our. Uh, oh places. yeah. No, no, but it, it's a rough neighborhood. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I think Detroit. I could be completely wrong on that. I'm making stuff yeah. up. I'm just lying as we go. I know. Well, you grew up on the mean streets of Garrison Beach. So. I did. What are you kidding me? I think they just found someone dead over there. Anyway, oh, we're nice. start. We're starting this episode off peachy. <laughs> so, um, so we got a lot to talk about. We actually got a a, a packed episode here. Uh, so we got Rich. Uh, on to uh, talk about some stuff here. I know originally I wasn't going to be here, so um, sorry, Rich, kind of stepping on your toes on this one. You, you know, Larry, hmm, we're going to have to have words. <laughs> Wait, cheating on me. It's my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you, you know what? The, the, you know, as you continue to be absent from time to time, you know, people are just going to slide in, man. I'm busy. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm oh, busy too. Here I am. I woke up at three o'clock this morning. I'm very tired right now. Excuses. <laughs> so, uh, but let's get. And I'm, and I'm currently yeah. drugged, and I'm completely conscious and recording. That's how we like to do this. Rich, you have any uh, abnormalities or anything you want to talk about? Oh, I was diagnosed hypertension this week. There we go. Nice. Congratulations. And uh, my blood pressure was uh, off the charts, and kind of the doctor was like, yeah, we're going to give you two months, and then if uh, that doesn't get better, you're going to have to go on medication. I'm like, awesome. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys are all broken, taking drugs and stuff. I, 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 don't, I don't understand this. I'm, I am in perfect health. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anthony may pass out here in the next 15 to 20 minutes. We'll find out. Yes, I know. And we're taking bets on that, by the way. <laughs> Can I start in the timer? Yeah. <laughs> just right. in case no. and then all of a sudden one of the cats will just take over we just sit there <laughs> staring at the camera well you know snow always likes to jump up and interrupt so uh no that's surprising. no not snow the other one link is always joining you oh link yeah well link likes to stab me when uh when i'm recording <laughs> link's the attention more snow's more vocal though apparently yes but anyway larry you were saying we got a packed show and lots to talk about so we do talking 
So let's talk. First, we're going to have some fun here before we get into the news, before we get into business. Um, now, it is well known and certainly not a, a, a hidden fact that of all these games behind me, I think I've beaten that one. Like, that's the only one, probably. So, I, I you know, tend to just... I don't even know which one I pointed to. I think I pointed to a uh, to a homebrew. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, in the past, the discussions, especially that the two of you have had on the podcast, and even just hanging out when we talked, um, you know, the, the, the art of, def- of beating a game... Nowadays may be lost, I think, especially with these old ones. Uh, but I know you guys—you guys got a good handful of games that you've completed in your lifetime, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what um, the whole point to me in playing a game is to beat it. I mean, obviously there are games that are just on an infinite loop, so to speak. But um, but for the most part, if it's if it's a game that has an ending, I want to see it, and I'm going to play it until I get to see it. There's been a number of games that um, basically it's like, you know, you sit there and it's like you hate it. But at the same time, it's like, man, I got to beat this game. It's like I have to see this ending. Um, yeah. I, you know, not retro related, but I just finished Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh. And that was one I really I kind of related it back. I miss the old Tomb Raiders. I know <laughs> that they were wonky. I know the controls were terrible, but there was a certain funness to them. And I found that the Shadow of the Tomb Raider, by the half, maybe about halfway through, I'm like, why the hell am I still playing this game? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I needed to see the end. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's also the completionist in a lot of people. Um, me, not so much. But I have seen, I guess now in today's day and age of live streaming and, you know, with the love of retro back... I think people, and I'm not talking speed runs or anything. I'm actually not a fan of speed runs. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. just the fact of let's try and complete games. Uh, and I know you know our friends over at Game On. Uh, they've been doing that a lot. Like they they've been trying to like every week beat a new game, a new Nintendo game, mm-hmm. but like without using the internet and only using like Nintendo powers or strategy guides. Of course, they have really? access to all that. Yeah, and they've gotten through a lot. I remember the one they had trouble with but i was there when they no no that game can go to hell uh no it was um maniac mansion that's an oh yeah was just oh was i remember sitting there watching i'm like why are we still playing this they're like because we have to beat it i'm like no you don't but they did Um, (laughs) so let me ask you guys you know first and foremost Let's the the first question that's usually on all our minds. What was that first game that you beat, and do you remember that day? Do you remember that moment? I think we should start with our guest, Rich. Oh, I'll go first. Okay. So, um, you know, we were t- before we were talking. We uh, my first system was Coleco, but I never beat anything mm. on the Coleco. It wasn't until I got the Nintendo that I wound up beating it. But um, I remember actually beating Contra. Because yes. uh, my Nintendo was, at that time, it was in my parents' uh, bedroom. So mm-hmm. I remember sitting in my mother, you know, on, my, on their bed and playing it. And I remember having to use the, the, the uh, 30 lives code. And I basically had to go through almost all 90 lives yep. just to beat the damn game. Wow. <laughs> and um, I remember thinking that was an accomplishment. On a, a quick side note, I find it weird that the video game system was in the parents' room you would think back then it would be either in the kids room or the living room i just find that very interesting 
I think that was one of those, you know, at the, back then, you know how it was. It's like you had the one main TV in the, the living room. Okay. And then, you know, the TV that we had was like a I gotcha. TV that was in their bedroom. I gotcha. Okay. Basically, my parents were like, yeah, you want to play that? <laughs> <laughs> I just figured. Taking that TV. I thought maybe just your parents were really cool. Like, no, we want to play the games. We don't know why we bought this and buy this for the kids. <laughs> I'll tell you, if my father could have figured out a way to, to pirate those, he would have. <laughs> Him and my grandfather both. Um, yeah. All right, so Contra, 30 lives. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Ant, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit earlier than the uh, Nintendo uh, and go to the tw- uh, Atari 2600. Okay. Uh, my cat That's wants to join old. us. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm old. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You're older than me, sir. Uh-oh. I know. Yeah. True and story. I, well, I'm, um, and I'm knocking on the door, so. so. Yeah, you're right there, Larry. <laughs> so, Atari 2600, got to go back to the original um, game that has now been... Um, been highly publicized thanks to Ready Player One, and I'm talking about Adventure. Ooh. Um, now, Adventure, when you get dropped into that game, you have no idea what the hell is going on, and you don't mm-hmm. know what things mean and stuff like that, because it was all really, obviously, super basic. I mean, you know, the game was probably all of four kilobytes. <laughs> Not even megabytes, kilobytes. What is it like? Like, we have, like, more memory in our fingernail, I think, than, than, <laughs> than what that is. Basically, until we cut them off. <laughs> so ad- adventure uh, yeah so i remember like getting adventure now i don't ever remember uncovering the easter egg that was an adventure when okay. i was a kid because you didn't know about it or whatever yeah, right. but um but i have to say um completing adventure was a huge accomplishment because again as as like a seven-year-old maybe i had no idea what anything meant i just figured out what i had to do and mm-hmm. then i beat it and when i beat it it was you know it was a great accomplishment okay there you go. Um, me personally, I think I mentioned it before, and and me and Rich are in the exact same boat. Uh, Contra was the first game that I beat. Um, Thirty lives. I mean, there wasn't a no way I was beating that game regularly back then. Nope. Um, and I I remember when it ha- I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, it happened. I got there, got to the final boss, that heart, and you mm. just you know, finally, finally did it beat the game i was like oh my jumping for joy my heart's literally racing um and and you know having uh you know a, a, a heart thingamajig my mom's like all right calm down calm down <laughs> let's relax you don't uh, understand yeah no basically yeah she, i was like i beat the game she's like all right well you know we still want you to live so um <laughs> And then as it was, you know, sometimes if it was a, a special thing, we got to, you know, kind of get like like a pizza to celebrate, but like, you know, like a square pie or something. It was very weird in my house. Um, so I remember that big time. Um, now, let me ask you this, Rich, though. Since then, have yeah. you beaten it without the code? Oh, God, yeah. I okay, just want to make sure. Just wanted to make I- sure. It was funny, a couple of years ago, um, my, my buddies and I, we would sit there and argue because they would be like, you can't do this. And I was like, totally can. <laughs> and they didn't believe me. So I'm like, all right, tell you what, we're going to Facebook Live this shit. Nice. So I gave them my, my phone. I said, put me on Facebook Live. And I plowed through the entire game. <laughs> three lives. Awesome. Nice. Um, I think I did the same thing on – did I do it on Facebook Live? I don't remember. But I, but I beat it recently, like for the first time without the code recently. Um, really? yeah, it's, it, for a while I did have trouble with it and then just, 
you know, then I just didn't have the game anymore and all that stuff. And it wasn't until recently when I finally got my hands back on it, I finally was able to get through it. And uh, that was that was a a bet. I feel like that was a better accomplishment, ultimately, um, yeah. than than doing it back then. Um, so now that we, funny, yeah, real quick. The reason I was able to eventually, I had to, I had to learn how to do that, not because of the fact of oh hey I want to be able to do this, but basically uh, I had my friend Jess and her friend Christina. Basically, like we would sit there and we would play the game. They would die off constantly all the time, and then they kept stealing my lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, Jeez. I had to teach myself how to friggin' beat that game <laughs> with as few lives as possible, because this way, they could take all of my lives, <laughs> and I would be able to beat the game. Yeah, I nice. haven't done a two-player. I gotta I gotta find someone to be able to do that two-player. That'd be interesting. Hmm. Um, so let me ask you this then, guys. So, alright, fine. Those are the first games that we've beaten. Now, how many games, or no, not games, maybe how many platforms can you name that you've beaten at least one game on? Because it's, you know, we always talk Nintendo, but I don't think I've ever beaten a Genesis game. That's a lie, one. Oh, wow. Really? I think it'd be one. Basically, every system that I've owned, I've always beaten games on them. Okay. Especially, I think the worst for me had to be the the PS2. I think I wound up buying a ton of games, and I just never beat them. Mm -hmm. But it was still games that I beat on the PS2. Okay. Um, And and, uh, just uh, same as Rich. Uh, Every system I've had, I've beaten at least one game on. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any exceptions. Uh, Maybe if you count handheld. Like, I did own a Game Gear at some point, and I never played through a game on that. But I also haven't known it for very long. Okay. So, I hear you. Um, but on for that the one. most part, yeah, every single game I have, I've, I've every single console I've had, I've beaten something on. All right. Um, like for me, I know. I think the only two games I've probably beaten on Genesis were Shining Force and Shining Force Two, um, which is kind of funny because I'm actually not a huge fan of RPGs uh, except for those. So, uh, but then beyond that, uh, yeah, I can't think. For me. Uh, I think the only other one, Game Boy, and the... F- oh, Game Boy, I've done, like, Super Mario Land, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, really not... New stuff? I honestly, again, because I'm so... I, I think I, I joked about this. But I don't think it's a joke. I think it's true. Before we started recording, like, when it comes to game, it truly is an ADD situation. And that's probably because, like, when I was younger, I'd get a game, play it, but then as soon as I got a new game... I just started focusing on that one, and that's what so would happen. You were, like, you were like that meme of the the guy walking with his girlfriend, turning around, checking out the oh, other girl. Absolutely, it's like old games, and it's like, but there's this new game. Yeah, yes. I would always focus on the new one, and then just forget the old one. Um, but now, and me and Anthony mentioned this before, and Rich, I'm curious if this is maybe happening to you. Like, as we get older. I know for me and Anthony, it's almost the opposite. As we get older, that's starting to change where, like, like I'm starting to now finally beat older games. And I remember for a while, Anne had a little trouble uh, defeating, again, older games. You know, we're going back back old school. Yeah. I recently, um, recently meaning probably about, like, seven, eight years ago, I had never beaten the original Metal Gear. And oh. I sat down, and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do this. And I plowed through it. I was like, I, that was one that I really wanted to be able to say, like, if 
finally did it. <laughs> is that the same for you, Rich, as well, when you beat Blaster Master, or did you beat Blaster Master back in the day? Because I remember you no, beat that recently. I beat it back in the day. Okay. Uh, back in the day, I, I, got, I managed to get all the way up to the eighth level, which is the last level. And honestly, I don't know how the hell I ever got that far. Because playing it now, I was like, you know, I've got the internet, it's telling me where to yeah. go, and I'm like, okay. How the hell did I figure out, like, where the friggin' bosses were, how to get to the next levels? Mm-hmm. It was like, holy cow, I, that never would, like, I must have been obsessed or just an idiot <laughs> savant. I don't know what, but, hells, yeah. All that right. was one, you know, I went back and I beat now. So I only beat that, what, Anthony, like a couple months ago? Yeah, a couple months ago. It was actually after you, um, you um, guest hosted on our show. Yeah. The last time Larry was uh, unavailable, and I had brought up Blaster Master, and you said, "Yeah, you never beat it," and I kind of egged you on to do it. So, um, <laughs> thank you, f- thank you for following my orders. Hey, listen, <laughs> someone's got it right. Yes, <laughs> actually, actually, that's not true at all. Nobody usually listens. to Aw, boo! <laughs> not even the cats. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not the cats. They're in charge. <laughs> so now, also, uh, Rich, uh, f- let me ask you: Like, do you still have a lot of the old systems, or, or like, do you still have your your old stuff, or? See that that's that's a question that hurts a little bit. Okay, no, it's look, I, I was there as well. <laughs> so back around two thousand eight, I um basically I really wanted to get the PS three. And my wife was like, Okay, you have all these comics sitting around the house, you have all these video games sitting around the house. Oh no. She's no. like and now you're gonna get another game system in here. She's like, Something's gotta go. So I was like Nice knowing you, ma'am. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been me. Like, ah. <laughs> Choices, man. I'm now, kidding. So then at that point, I had um, my NES, and I had 49 games for it. And by the way, that was like Super Mario Brothers 1 through 3, mm-hmm. Mega Man's 1 through 3, Contra, Super C, Metal Gear. Um, all the good ones. Ninja Gaiden's 1 and 2. Yeah, all the big ones. I sold everything on eBay for 150 bucks. Oof. Oh, God. Well, back then, there really wasn't, I don't think, much of a demand for... But still, I That's see what you're saying. Yeah, no, it it does. It does. Um, and I rec- only recently um, I sold my SNES because it was just sitting downstairs in the basement. Mm-hmm. And it was literally doing nothing. Okay. So I was like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. That's going to happen. No problem. Um, you know, the reason why I'm asking is like, like, do you now starting to get a drive to maybe want to go back and complete these games because you oh, know yeah. and if so how so at that point but that's i guess another story for another time so one of my uh one of my other buddies who's um jack uh we hang out really quite a bit and he's huge retro enthusiast um he's basically trying to get every single system because he wants to be able to play every single system on its native okay uh, uh, console and but he even takes it a step further where he when he gets them he basically takes them apart and basically like just fixes them up gets rid of like cleans them out okay. gets rid of all the old uh, circuit like the bad circuitry puts new circuitry back into it I'm like that's all you do <laughs> yeah I was like I'll I have just, a I have like, a Sega CD he can look at <laughs> yeah he'll fix it too no need to Actually, at this he's point right cast right now he's trying to no, fix no. It. Yes. Really? Oh, yeah, that's no cool. To... Sorry, we're all talking over each other. <laughs> we are. And yes, you were saying. 
No, never mind. All righty. Ant's getting a polymega, and that's going to take care of the Sega CD portion of it. That's why. Yes. So, um, but, all right, so, Ant, let me now go to you. Um, like, now that you have the Retro Freak and you do have some of the old systems still, do you have, like, a list maybe that you're trying to procure? No? Is that the uh, word? You mean a list of games I'm trying to procure? Yeah. Or a list of games I'm trying to beat? To beat, yeah. Um, I don't think I necessarily have a specific list. Ideally, I would like to beat all the games I have in my current library, mm -hmm. which is probably never going to happen. <laughs> um, and that's perfectly fine because I'm I'm well clear of 500 uh, games. Okay, and I you know I, I don't I and I honestly don't know how many I have beaten. I would have to sit down and like. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some saying on them. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after a seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that seagull. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank, NA member FDIC look at them all so no i don't i don't have a i don't have a list per se but i do have some in mind that i want to hit up next that's so. okay so what uh, so like what do you got next what's like your holy grail of a game to beat Ooh. uh well holy oh you know what this is probably an easy answer uh holy grail one will be shining force three which i which i do own yes me so, too some yeah, idiot so the, might have convinced you to get that i don't know who yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah, we, you know, I was in a store and there was a devil on my shoulder uh, with a Brooklyn accent and curly Never hair. Listen to those devils, man! I'm telling you. I know. <laughs> standing right next to you and saying it in your ear. Well, yeah, two people do that because I also, when you texted me, I'm like, go for it as well. He's talking about rich, yeah, everybody. I, I know, and you know what? I couldn't have been happier getting my hands on a copy of that, and um, it, to me, it was a good price for it too. So. Um, uh, <laughs> Definitely was happy with that. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I think what I'm going to do is it's a it's a Sega Saturn game. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, so it's Sega Saturn, and uh, I'm going to wait for the Polymega to come out in August, uh, since I've already ordered it, uh, pre-ordered it, and uh, I'll probably that'll be the first game I pop in there to play through. Yeah, right. Me too. I think I'm going to do the same yeah. thing. Uh, right, yeah. Question. Hold on, I got a question here. So and and. Um, real quick, lightning type round here. Don't necessarily want to go into a discussion too much about it, maybe. But um, SNES, the game that you were, like, uh, I wanted, because we were talking about, you know, going all the way up to the Dreamcast, right? Yeah. So let's, real quick, most memorable game that you beat on the SNES. All right. Well, let's go back one one generation since you guys touched on the NES, and I'm going to go to the NES. Okay. And every you know, obvious answer is Legend of Zelda. No question. Uh, to the SNES, SNES. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to just alternate and go, or do you want to do like a lightning round of all systems? <laughs> lightning round. 
Lightning round. All right. Uh, so, like I said, Atari 2600 was Adventure. NES was Legend of Zelda. Uh, SNES, I had a little trouble trying to come uh, to... I had a debate with myself over which one, and actually uh, Chrono Trigger won out over A Link to the Past. Um, just that game, I've talked about how phenomenal it is multiple times. If you haven't played it, it's worth playing. And not only that, I only recently beat it like maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Oh, really? So, oh. oh, yeah. No, I didn't have it when I was a kid, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, by far and away, one of the most memorable gaming experiences I've ever had. Uh, Sega Genesis, we brought this one up earlier. Shining Force, still my one of my favorite RPG mechanics ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, great story overall. So, uh, and, and most importantly, available on so many platforms. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, if you haven't, so if you haven't played it, you can. Uh, Sony PlayStation, originally I wrote down Tomb Raider and then crossed it out. Because Castlevania Symphony of the Night, mm. amazing, amazing, start to finish, yep. um, both both ways in the game, uh, and the soundtrack, everything about that game was just memorable, like 100% memorable. Uh, put it into a Nintendo- CD player, you got a really cool message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. you did. Um, I skipped over Sega CD on purpose. <laughs> uh, because I did on a Sega CD, but to be honest with you, all the games on there weren't particularly memorable, even beating them. Uh, Shining Force CD, though, which I do not have, I plan on getting. Uh, Nintendo 64, gotta go with Mario 64. I mean, it was the first, it was the real first foray into like a 3D action platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, and just marveling at what you can do in that game with Mario after having been with him for like, you know, 10 plus years of just 2D adventures. <laughs> uh, definitely set the standard for the industry and also made for a really gratifying experience, especially when you beat it. Okay. Uh, and then last but not least, Dreamcast. Uh, Sonic Adventure, because to me yes. Sonic Adventure felt like their Mario 64, just obviously with um, you know better graphics and being able to run through that game, and not only with Sonic but with all of his friends running through that game uh, through story mode, it was so involved and very very um, just a very fantastic journey. So those are mine. Nice. All right. Yep, Larry. My sh- my list is very short. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you right now. Um, Nintendo, Contra, you know, that was the first one I beat, and still, to me, the the most fun and the best one. Um, Super NES, uh, I would actually have to say Link to the Past, um, just the fact that I lasted that long to play the game. Um, on Game Boy, uh, I, I would say Super Mario Land, because that was the first one, but that was replaced recently, like within the last year, year and a half, when I beat uh, Mega Man on Game Boy, so which is probably one of the first I've never yeah I never really be, I don't think I've beaten any of the Mega Man games truly. So yeah. that one yeah that one on Game Boy that was cool to beat. Um, N sixty four as much as I want to say Super Mario, I'm gonna say Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. because that again just a beautiful game. The mechanics for the Zelda game. You know, that open world atmosphere. Um, and I think it was... I'm trying to remember if it was Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time that actually, when the game ended, it tracked how many times like you, you died and restarted and stuff like that. Yeah, so right. one of them was 99 times. I forgot oh, which wow. one, but one of them was nice. 99, yeah. Um, and then Dreamcast, I'm going to go with Anthony, uh, Sonic Adventure. Uh, phenomenal on Dreamcast. Okay. Yeah, I don't even think the GameCube version did it justice in a weird way. So, 
Um, so yeah, those are those are basically the top ones for me. Uh, of course, Genesis. I've already mentioned it. Genesis, Shining Force. So right, right. And Rich, over to you. So I already said uh, starting with the Nintendo. So NES Contra talked about it. Um, SNES. I think it's no secret um, which one my mine is. Super Metroid. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget getting all the way up to Torian and trying to basically battle my way through, and all of a sudden you get that massive Metroid just landing on her, and you just feel like, what the hell? And then you get to Mother Brain, and Mother Brain's this huge thing. Uh, and my personal favorite was, uh, you know, you get the time limit to get out. Mm-hmm. So I'm running, I'm trying to get through, I've got seconds to get there, and all of a sudden she goes into the, you know, the hyper run, yep. the hyper boost. So I jump, and I'm like, yes, I got it. I made it to the ship. And then she just keeps going past the ship. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. And then, the, you know, the planet explodes. And I'm like, oops. Oh, well. Don't. I'm not doing that again right now. Uh, my bad. Um, Genesis, uh, I had two down here. Uh, Streets of Rage, the original one. Oh, wow. Because mm. nothing beats when you get to that end at two players, and he goes, join me. And will you join me? And one person chooses yes, and the other person chooses no, and then you got to fight. Mm-hmm. Yes, amazing. Um, and then the other one half to that was their first Earthworm Jim. Oh wow! Yes, wow! Earthworm Jim. That was a fun game. Um, PS One. I'm actually going with a, a little bit more of an obscure one. Um, I was I was like racking my brain on that because there was a number of them. Uh, Wild Arms. Oh wow! Good point. Oh wow! Yep. Yeah. Because that was one, um, when Final Fantasy VII had come out, I was really kind of like um, into, uh, like all my friends were into it, and I was just, I didn't like it, and I remember going into a software, etc. it was like 10 bucks, and I was like, fuck, I'll give it a chance, and that was storyline-wise, and just gameplay-wise, it was a lot of fun. Um, Sega Saturn, going with, uh, actually, Anthony, stealing one from you, Tomb Raider. Oh, wow, okay. Because when I first played it, I didn't have the PlayStation 1 at that point. Oh, I had my Saturn. Oh, mm-hmm. So I played it first on that. So I was <laughs> Very like, nice. Um, still love that game to this day, even as bad as it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Uh, Dreamcast was a little Japanese game called Sword of the Berserk. Hmm. Never heard of that one. Another one. I picked it up um, simply because of the fact that it was this big-ass guy with a huge sword. And I was like, all right, you know, it's cheap, it's inexpensive, it's a hack and slash game, and it was fun. And then um, I met my wife, and she was into anime, and she basically was like, oh, hey, um, you know, here's this anime you should watch, it's called Berserk. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like, I know this from somewhere. <laughs> this looks familiar. And it turned out that it's a continuation of the story. Oh, and that's cool. Did not know, like, I picked that up on a lark years <laughs> before. And then finally got a chance to play it, and I beat it long after that. But um, that was a fun one, especially nice. if you like the anime. Um, and then just two other ones, Game Boy um, Operation C. I love that Ooh. because of the fact that it's a spiritual. Yep. Like, it's probably the closest to Contra and Super C in terms of all the Contras that have come since. I can't wait to play that when it comes out again on the Contra collection. And yeah. I haven't beaten it, but I definitely plan on beating that. It's hard. Oh, yeah. I've, I owned it. I own it. But, yeah, it is terrible. Uh, terribly hard, that is. Yeah. And then my last one was uh, Game Boy Advance I'm throwing in there. Okay. Um, Game Boy Advance was uh, Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Fusion, rather. <laughs> yes. 
That's a good one. That that was like a horror game. It was for games, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um. Yeah. And you know. Got, yeah. I, go ahead. I was I was gonna say I gotta say really quickly, Rich, because you brought it up on the PlayStation. Uh, and I had neglected to even think about it for some odd reason. But Final Fantasy VII, I think I would actually have Trump Castlevania Symphony the other night because I never shut up about Final Fantasy VII. This is true. Really? Yeah. Oh, Final Fantasy VII to me was like the epitome of RPG games. I, I don't think I've ever played one since then that is that I've even compared it to. Um, I don't know if it was just the timing of it or the overall story elements, all of it. I think that game definitely just it just rocked from start to finish. Huh. All right, cool. And you know, uh, to to kind of wrap up this segment, let me ask you this. And and Rich, when you mentioned it, that's what it reminded me of. It is there a game that you came ever so close to beating? Just one more moment, but it you never beat it. You never have beaten it, and you haven't had a chance to go back and try to beat it again. Ninja Gaiden. Okay, the first one? Yeah. Okay, how far did you get? All the way up to the very last boss. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it was on my last life. And I remember I basically was like, all right, you know, I'll die and I'll continue. And it'll at least continue from 6-4. Yeah. Mm. With, without kind of – and it booted me all the way back to 6-1. Yep. I was uh-huh. like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oofa. Wow. And uh, yeah, over to me. Um, I gotta say the only one that pops in my head like immediately was uh Final Fantasy VIII for PlayStation. Okay. I had gotten I had gotten all the way to the fourth disc. Um and we were on the ship heading into battle the main you know, go to the last I think it was the last area mm-hmm. to battle the enemy, uh the main enemy in the game. And uh, I don't know why I just stopped playing it. I was at that point where I'm like, you know what? I think I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of done for now. And then I never went back and finished it. Oh, it's funny. My my wife uh, loved Final Fantasy VIII back in the day. She, yeah, is that the one where you had to like write the runes or write the spells or something like that? I think so. Yeah. No, she's talked about it a number of times. Yeah, it was. It, it's a phenomenal game. It was. It's just I have a. I think what happened was. Coming off of the heels of Final Fantasy VII, which was amazing, I felt like um, the lead character in Final Fantasy VIII, I wasn't as invested in his story as I was with Cloud in Final Fantasy VII. So I had just gotten to a point where I'm like, you know what, I need to take a break from this because I'm kinda, I was, I was kind of losing a little bit of interest. So I'm like, I'll take a break and I'll come back and never did. Well, <laughs> just even running with that, I found you know just an interesting thing to point out. You called Final Fantasy VII's lead Cloud and you didn't say the lead for final fantasy 8 i didn't because to be honest with you i'm trying to remember his name and i can't exactly. <laughs> yeah Aww. and that makes all that makes all the difference right there yeah. <laughs> and uh with me it's the one that actually rich mentioned uh metroid fusion uh played yeah. it on actually it was the game boy advance i played it on the 3ds because it was like a downloads that we got play, fell in love with it and i'm not a big metroid fan never really played the games before but i'm playing fusion i'm getting all the way to the end you know i was able to save it um and then that's when the memory card crapped out erased everything and mm-hmm. i just never had the heart to go back and play it again yeah i think final i think final fantasy 8's lead was called leon but i'm looking it up i believe that was his name 
I don't know if he wound up. I also think he may have wound up in no Squall. Squall Leon Hart. That was his name. <laughs> yeah, she just said from the other room. She goes Squall. <laughs> Thanks, Trish. <laughs> so all right, cool. Well, there you have it. Um, and folks, you know, let us know some of the game. You know, the first game that you ever beat. Uh, some of the most memorable game memorable games that you've ever beaten and maybe some of the obscure systems that you've beaten a game on who knows maybe some people out there who've beaten on a on an amigo or a you know 3do 3do or virtual boy so the love interest name Renoa was the love interest there you go ah, thank you, you. <laughs> and um let us know your final fantasy um you know, facts as well. No. <laughs> so check it all out. Let us know on the Facebook page, on Instagram, uh, some of your favorite games that you've beaten and some that are on your list. All right. It's approaching quickly. The Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2019. If you're in the tri-state area, actually, if you're anywhere in the world, fly in for it. Why not? Uh, Cradle of Aviation Museum, Garden City, New York, August 10th and 11th. Get your tickets now. You're going to save some money. Unless you buy them at the door. This thing's getting bigger and bigger, better and better every year. And this time, the Retro Gamers, we will actually have a table there. We're not just going to walk around like a bunch of nomads <laughs> trying to find Wi-Fi. Um, so definitely check us out. We'll be live streaming. We'll be podcasting. We will have uh, some game systems set up. So if you want to test out some of those games that you bought and realize they don't work, you can go right back to the table and try and get your money back. Good luck. But uh, definitely check them out. Uh, Facebook page, Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. We'll have links as well. And we will see you Sunday and Saturday. That's backwards. Saturday and Sunday, August 10th and 11th at the Cradle of Aviation, Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2019. Don't forget, there'll be tabletop games and pinball tournament as well. Come check it out. All right, so we told you it's going to be jam packed. This is where we're really going to pack in the jam now. So we're going to talk oh. about some. <laughs> sounds sexy, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff here on tap, and uh, you know, I definitely want to hear some. Uh, you know, what you guys think of some of this. Let's start off first. E three is actually by the time this episode drops. Uh, it's probably the last day of E three, actually. Um, but and next week, programming note. We will have our special edition E3 episode where we'll talk about everything brand new. And yep. I I think, I haven't seen anything yet except for what we're about to talk first. I've high, I think this year is going to be a good one. I, I think that we're going to see a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, but first, let's talk about Google as they were the first ones with their direct. This is the new thing. Everyone now does a pre-production direct to us. The Google mm -hmm. Stadia has officially been, well, it was announced three months ago, but now we have pricing, dates, uh, some more information on it. Uh, if you don't know, the Google Stadia will be a streaming video game service from Google. Uh, basically, you buy a controller, and you may need the Chromecast dongle to use it. Um, first and foremost, guys, what are your thoughts on a streaming video game service not the first time we saw this but not we haven't really seen any successful yet i'm against it personally okay here's why the yeah and the best example i can give is activision um activision lost the rights to all the marvel games a number of years ago 
And then those games, like, basically, you can't, if you didn't have any of the DLC or anything like that, you can't, you can't get them anymore. You can't play them anymore. You can't download them. So there's so many times in so many games I've heard of things like that happening to, like, um, I know, was it Lego Hobbit is another one where they lost the, the rights to it, and now you can't play those. And to me, there's always something to be said about, hey, I've got my physical copy that I have, and I can always play it. Okay. But that's me. Yeah, and uh, I'll echo Rich a little bit on that as well. I, I And I, I'm not against streaming games. I think it's perfectly fine. I just think that there are a lot of potential hazards with it. Um, one of them is when you're doing a multiplayer, multiplayer online games, um, depending on the internet speed of the player, um, it can affect it can affect your online gaming. Uh, if you're doing a multiplayer game, I have it happen in a couple of games that I currently play uh, online. So there's that concern, and then the concern that Rich just brought up about the whole idea of like when these you know when these um, console developers lose the rights to certain games, uh, they just go they go away or, you know, or you can't get access to like the extra material and things like that. I feel like it's, um, uh, it's cost prohibitive that way, because if I'm putting the money down, I want to make sure that I have that for life. That's the purpose of buying something. It's kind of a bit of an, it's becoming a bit of an illusion when you're buying a game as opposed to now permanently renting a game. Well, one of the, um, I feel like, and I, I maybe you guys would know better than than me, but I've heard rumors of them actually removing the rights to certain games so that you can't play them anymore. No, there was what happened was was it games or movies? Games. Oh, games. Because I know what happened with movies, but that was yep. there was a thing. It was a misconception. What happened was there are certain rights in certain countries. And if you try and switch regions, like this happened with iTunes, someone switched their region for movies and like Mm. they lost like half their library. But that was because that library just wasn't available in that country. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See casper.com slash terms for more details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. And right. when the computer recognizes it, like, nope, sorry, you can't play these. So that's a different ball game. Um, I know what you're talking about. Like, I have X-Men, the arcade game on the Xbox 360. I have the Simpsons arcade game on the PS3. You can't rebuy these. They, they pulled them from the shops. As long as you still have them, though. You can play it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you have stuff like that. But then again, at the same time, you know, I have an Xbox 360. For all intents and purposes, if I sold my 360, I wouldn't have any of those digital games anyway. So it doesn't really matter. And a lot of the physical games may or may not work. So that's how, you know, with newest systems. 
That's how I see it. Now, I'm totally digital. I'm digital with my movies. I'm digital with my video games. I'm digital. I just, A, I didn't have the room for the physical copies. And right. B, I personally, I like the idea of digital moving to the cloud, you know, taking it from there. Um, I hear what you guys are talking about. I know it's going to be split. Probably more people want physical than the streaming. But I think Google, um, I think they have the capability that, you know, the games that are going to be there, I think nowadays people realize, you know, as far as ownership, um, these are big-time games that Google is messing around with. So I don't think you're really going to see any, you know, rights lost or anything down the road. Um but let's see. Let's do this first. Let's get into the Stadia just real quick with your stats. Um, the Founders Edition. All this comes out in November, this coming November. Founders Edition, $129. It actually isn't bad at all. You get wow. yeah, you get a special edition color controller, um, the night blue Stadia controller. You get a Chromecast Ultra. This is like a $300, over $300 normally, and it's only $129. Three months of Stadia Pro, which I'll talk about in a moment. You get Destiny 2, the collection. So you get the game Destiny 2 and all the DLC. Um, You get to pick your exclusive Stadia name first and foremost, which they're really pushing, which I find funny. Uh, A Stadia Buddy Pass, which I think means you can get someone else to piggyback on uh, on your system there. So that's for $129. So you will need probably a Chromecast to do this. But down the road, the idea of the Stadia is you start on your television and you can pick it up right where you left off on your phone. Um, hmm. That's the idea. They're starting phone-wise, smartphones. Obviously, Google's going to start with their Pixels and then they'll move forward with other um, options. Um, as far as streaming, like Anthony mentioned, here's the thing. So there's two services. There's a free service. You buy the system, boom, there's a free online service, which basically means... Think of it like PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live. You can purchase games. So, you know, you can still buy games. But, like, if you pay the service, you get free games every month. You get, like, special editions or, like, special perks, special right. discounts. That's what they do nowadays anyway. So that's nothing new. Um, Ten bucks a month for Stadia Pro, which seems to be the going rate for a lot of these things. Not a problem. Also, when you use Stadia Pro, you could play up to 4K, where free, it's up to 1080p. Depending mm-hmm. on your television, that's how that goes. Um, now, it, to your point, now here's the thing I find amazing. To get 4K, all you need is 35 um, megabits per second of download. That's hmm. nothing. Especially nice. nowadays. It- I was going to say, it's, it's nothing. Yes, that's in, good. No, no, it, it's nothing in major metropolitan cities. I don't know if it's nothing in rural, more rural areas. Mm. And that and that's where, like, my concern, my, my concern, it's not, I mean, it's not a huge concern, but my concern is that there are going to be people that aren't going to be able to stream because of low internet speed. And remember, we're all, like, victims of whatever our... Um, our internet service provider wants to give us. I mean, the, on where you live, the low end is still even ten megabits per second. So that's still you're you're going to be able to play. People are going to be able to play. Look, not everyone has a 4K television, so not everyone's going to need that high of a speed. But no matter what, that's the idea is anyone's going to be able to play, and that's what's right. good with this. Um, 
Here, to quote Google, to quote Phil Harrison from Google, instead of a console or a PC, you're using Google's data centers as the platform. We handle the intense gameplay processing and graphics, so there's no console required to play your favorite games. In other words, in theory, it's one and done. You buy the system, and that's it. Like, imagine buying a Nintendo, just buying the Nintendo controller, but as time went on, again, in theory, you never had to buy another system. You know, that was all done on the other end. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I like that part of it. Um, Yes, in 20, 30 years, it's going to kill the uh, the resale um, business, but who knows where we're going to be in 20, 30 years. It's starting to. I was just going to say, it's, it's dying well, now. No, no, I'm going to disagree with you, in all honesty. I think now, there's. I think a lot of people are buying the old stuff with these clone systems that are coming out. We're going to talk about a new one in a little while. Um, you know, moving forward for the new systems, yeah, you know, like Xbox. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Xbox One, stuff like that. But people are still going to be buying NES and Super NES and N64 and all that and PlayStation for years to come. So that oh, part, yeah. yeah, that part, uh, well, I, I think is safe. Larry, yeah. One question I have, I don't know if you can answer this, um, or if you're maybe about to answer this. How does this? How does the the Stradia? Uh, Stadia, Stadia, Stadia. How does the Stadia different from like Steam? Because to me, it almost sounds very similar to Steam. No, it's it. It basically, is, I can see what you're talking about, except for the fact that like Steam, you can you can download to a to a physical media like you can download to your hard drive i believe with steam where here you are completely running off of the google you know the google computers so there is no download that's why literally they say literally you can stop a game in like midpoint and then go to a different like say playing on your television and then you want you want to play on your on your smartphone. You just pick up right where you left off, almost like a Nintendo Switch. You can take it out of the dock. Right. So that's what it is. The idea that it's in the cloud, and then not only that, it's constantly being updated on their end. So say mm-hmm. down the road, whenever when 8K becomes affordable, they'll just update their systems to 8K on their end, and you don't have to buy like a new Xbox or a new PlayStation for something like that. I think that's where the idea is. Now. We've had systems to do this. The most famous one was OnLive. That was going to be this cloud-only system. That went nowhere. It was out for a little while, but it went nowhere. But Google's got more backing to it, especially with mm-hmm. Google Fiber, once that starts coming out in, in the major areas. You know, it, it's, like, it's like Apple. When you use all Apple products, everything works like a charm. Yeah. When you start using all Google products... Because I'm looking forward to Google Fiber, because I think that's going to be a game changer into itself. Um, I think this thing will work out. Look, if someone's got to try something new, and even though there's been systems like this, I still credit Google for trying. Look, yeah. trying something new. This is the way things are. Everyone is nowadays always on the run, always moving. And kids nowadays, I think, you know, they're glued to their phones. So I don't. I think the world of Physical media is just going away anyway as new generations come out. So, look, Xbox came out with a digital-only Xbox, three, uh, Xbox mm-hmm. One recently, with yeah. no no drive in it. So, I think Stadia, it's going to be good. Of course, I pre-ordered it, so I'll let you know in November when I get the controller and I get everything. You know, I'll let you know what it's about. 
And real quick, just to talk games, they're already coming out with heavy hitters. Um, they're coming out with Grid, which is a wonderful racing game. Um, yep. The Division 2, which I was shocked to see, is going to be mm-hmm. on this. Because that's, that's heavy as far as gameplay and it's all online. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, if I'm reading that correctly. That's going to be heading there. So, Band- so, Oh, and finally, the Tomb Raider trilogy, the newer trilogy will be out on Stadia. So they they getting some good games. Yeah, well they're going to need they're going to need some in order to uh well, in order to compete bottom line. I mean every they're entering does. Uh, they're entering territory that's brand new um so to speak. Uh and they're going to have to really pack a punch if they want people to jump on board. Final Fantasy 15 is another one. Think about it like this as well. Um in like I feel like also there's almost like a minimalist society or a minimalist mentality that I think some younger people are starting to come up with where like I don't need a whole bunch of stuff, you know, like tiny houses and so you ever see stuff like that? Mm-hmm. You know right. or like in a dorm room or something like that. This is perfect. You know, it's the same concept for me. I don't want all those physical DVDs because they take up room. Let's face facts, if I did if all these systems I only had the controllers, I'm fine with that. So again, future thinking down the road Let's see. Yes, we always have to wait and see how it's going to happen. But I think Google, I think they're going to be good. But let's see what happens. So I mean, I think the one thing for me, I guess, personally speaking, with, uh, with, with them to be successful, it always comes down to the exclusives. You know, what exclusives do you have to offer? I mean, like, I bought a GameCube because of Metroid Prime. You know, mm-hmm. and that was it. That was literally actually no correction. That and Twin Snakes were the two games <laughs> that I bought specifically for that for that system. And then from when it, you know eventually it was uh, the Xbox. It was I remember playing Halo for the first time and just being like, "Wow, mm-hmm. this is amazing." So I mean, like I think to they're they're for them to be successful with this. They need to have some type of really good exclusives. I think mm-hmm. the first one they announced, but don't hold me to this, I think the first exclusive is Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. So That's awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Look at that. Just your rea- I'm not saying you're going to go out now and buy Stadia, but just your reaction. You know what I mean? So it's going to be there. Um, I got to admit, though, the color schemes on the controllers, you know, you have your white, you have your black. You have that dark blue that's exclusive to the Founders Edition, and then there's a ugly wasabi color. Oh, nice! Yeah, that was a little rough. I, I do love me some wasabi. <laughs> so that's the Stadia. So uh, more news as it comes along, but at least we have some pricing on that. But uh, so now let's really hit this. We're going to kind of go through it quickly, but uh, I think we got some cool mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, first of all, let's go back to old stuff. If you have some old systems. Check out Hyperkin. Um, they put out a lot of good stuff. They just recently released HDMI wires for your original Genesis systems. Ooh. And we're talking series 1, 2, and 3. And an HDMI cable, well, same cable for all three systems, for your SNES, your N64, and your GameCube. Nice. Wow. I own these wires for the Wii and for the PS1, PS2, same wire you can plug into mm-hmm. both. What was the uh, name of it again? Hyperkin. H-Y-P-E-R-K-I-N. 
Yeah, we'll give you. We'll send you a link afterwards. Um, they have. They're the ones that started putting out a lot of the clone systems originally. Mm-hmm. I love them, and a lot of their. All right, their NES clone wasn't the best, but they made that up with the Super Nintendo and moving forward. They have a Genesis mm-hmm. clone. They have an Atari clone. Um, but their HDMI wires. Look, I'm not saying it's going to pump it up to 1080p, but these systems are coming in crystal clear on a brand new television. That me and Ann have talked once before, and I think you'll agree. I think maybe the televisions may be getting too new for the old systems, which can happen. Oh yeah, there's no question well, about that. The um, when I sold my SNES, I sold it on eBay. The guy contacted me. He's like, "What the hell, man? The game system, the game doesn't work." He's like, "You told me you tested it and it worked," and I'm like, "It does work." And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, wait a second. I think I know what it was." You know, it's we're used to plugging the yellow into the yellow, and it's no, you don't, you can't plug it in that way to get it to work on the newer systems. Some mm-hmm. televisions just yeah don't uh, you used to be able to plug it into the green of the component, but yeah, that some system TVs just don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but I definitely look. They're like thirty bucks each. These wires are well worth it, in my opinion. So definitely, they also have on a side note, they also sell wireless controllers for the original NES and Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. Which I think is pretty cool. So uh, that's pretty sweet by Hyperkin. The big news, though, which will be this uh, E3, we're going to get more news. The newest clone console from Hyperkin, and the first one, as far as I know, of its kind, is the N64 clone. What? That will be called the Retron Ultra. Wow. Yes. And if you know your N64 history... Um, the system was originally called the Ultra 64. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, again, like I said, the, the you know Hyperkins put out those multi uh, units, but when it's their standalones, since the Super Nintendo, these things, in my opinion, run run amazing, um, and they're smaller, so they're compact. So I think this N64 clone, it's it plugs in through HDMI, it runs off of USB, and it's going to take all the controllers. There's four ports. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're looking to break out the N64 again, definitely look into the uh, Ultra Retron. Mm. Uh, so pretty cool on that part. Uh, let's stick with clone systems. Uh, myself and Anthony have uh, pre-ordered the Polymega, which is the first CD-based clone system. It'll play five yep. CD-based games all in one drive. Uh, Ant Hatchy was uh, got his hands on a Polymega recently, and you were quite well, impressed. Does it play? What? What systems does it, what, uh... So the Polymega, um, I, a couple weeks ago, I went and saw a preview of it at Retro Game Camp in downtown LA, which is the uh, uh, retro game store that specializes in uh, Japanese imports. Mm. And uh, they, they had a representative there from Polymega to show it, uh, just to show it off, and it was absolutely fantastic. The uh, five systems are Sony PlayStation 1, Sega CD, Sega Saturn, um, Turbo Graphics CD and Neo Geo CD, uh, and they also have announced that they will be able to upgrade the uh, firmware in there so that you can play additional systems. Like I think they're working on Dreamcast next. That'd be cool. Uh, and they're trying, and, and they're not against going into the PlayStation Two area as well. Wow. Well, they. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, so big, it's a big. It's a big. Big. Endeavor on their part, and it's taken them longer than they anticipated. But the I will say the end result from what I saw was beyond impressive. Like I really do think this is going to deliver. It's going to be how much? How much is it going for? Uh, two fifty. 
That's not it, no, three. Uh, it's three. I think it's three hundred for the base unit, which is the CD base games. And then, Rich, it, um, there's a you can actually lift out a portion of the console to stick in a cartridge based base. So you can play. You can buy the NES base, the Super Nintendo base, the Sega Genesis base. Um, so this sucker can play, you know, a ton of systems. Wow. Yeah, That's I got. A, yeah. yeah, I pre-ordered the whole kit and caboodle, so I'm getting everything. Um, mm-hmm. But what's cool? Remember, not only with the CDs. Yes, it plays those five CD games systems, but it also plays the PAL versions and the Japanese versions. Mm-hmm. So that oh, already wow. triples that. Not only that, it'll play this. Not that there's really a lot of games out there, but it'll also play the Genesis 32X CD games. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. a few more. So this thing is this thing is crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you can get different bundles, as Anthony was saying. Uh, ultimately, it'll play the NES, Super NES, Genesis, and Turbo Graphics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this thing is really really sweet. Uh, definitely go check it out, Polymega dot com. Yeah. But what I want to mention is Polymega yes. will be putting out a light gun controller. Now you may think, all right, well, there's light guns out there. The old ones don't work on the new televisions. Nope. This one will. And as I'm just real quick, then I want to get your idea on this. The one uh, light gun controller will work with all the systems. Really? Nice. Yep. Yep. So, So you can go back to Duck Hunt if you want on the NES. Or you can hit up uh, Lethal Enforces 2 on the Sega CD. Or... um, yeah, yes. Cop, once uh, Dreamcast comes out, House of the Dead. I mean, think about all the all the shooting games. T uh, two. Yeah. Um, there are t- there are a ton of shooting games out there that you can't play anymore. But now, if you have a polymega and you buy the Leica and you have the opportunity to play those. You know which one I really wanted to go back and replay because I used to, I played the ever living shit out of this when I was when we were teens. Area fifty one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I want to go. I'm looking forward to this because it's it's a compact gun. It looks very comfortable, very nice. Uh, obviously designed to not look like a real gun for legal purposes. But I want to go back and play some of the Super Nintendo light gun games because I hated the Super Scope. Mm. Oh yes, the Super Scope. I hated that thing. Yeah, so, it was good. so we'll check that out. It's a USB actually controller, so that's why it should work on everything. And nice. um, it looks like it's going to retail for a hundred, which sounds about right for a, a light gun that's going to work on a brand new television. Uh, again, <laughs> more info at this point has been released at E3, so check that out. All right, let's see what else we got. Well, let's jump to, you know what, let's talk about this real quick. Speaking of E3, by the time this drops, there should be a new DLC fighter for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yes, uh, I heard about this. Yep, they're going to be, I don't know who it is, uh, and even if we do, I don't think we want to give out any spoilers, but um, there's, what, four or five DLC, ultimately, uh, mm-hmm. for Fighters. So the new one should be revealed this week. That should be good. How many um, characters they up to in there now? Oh, my God. 60, 70. I got to say over 70, maybe? Yeah, there are over 70, 70 characters. Yeah. yeah. They definitely got a lot in there. It's pretty cool. I love the game. The game really... I mean, I was never a fan of Super Smash Brothers, especially the first couple. But I, I, I fell for it for the uh, the week. 
Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. You version, and I just fell in love with the, with this one on the Switch. So mm. that was pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Switch, let's talk about this just real fast. The new lineup for June for the NES Classic. Um, now, we don't know what the special edition game is going to be, the one where they alternate, alter it enough, you know, just to play differently. But the three games we're going to get, Volleyball on NES. Yeah, I don't know why. I never, I, <laughs> I, I still don't understand that one. Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Ooh. Uh, better Double Dragon. Yep. And my favorite game, I think it's a hidden gem, City Connection. Yes. Do you remember City? <laughs> exactly. That's the one. <laughs> I used to rent that game like crazy. Me too. I never owned it, but I rented it all the time. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I was hanging out with my buddy Jack uh, last week, and he had never played it before. Oh, really? Like, Man, you are in for a freaking treat on this one. And he's like, what the hell is this game? <laughs> None of us know, and um, it's okay. And then the uh, the Japanese version is going to get these same three games, so nothing nice. nothing different there. So that's June. I know we're going through this quickly, but again, we got a lot of stuff here. Uh, a lot of quick hits. Um, yeah. uh, really quickly, since you're talking about uh, free games, yes. uh, I, I ha- off the top of my head, PlayStation 4 for the month of June. Uh, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you're able to download Borderlands 2, I believe, for free. Mm-hmm. And Sonic Mania. That's big. Wow. Yes. Sonic Mania is awesome. Yes, uh, I've already downloaded it. Good. Oh, yeah, if you don't have... I mean, d- again, it's worth buying yes. full price. But, hey, if you can get it for free, why not? Um, definitely well worth it. Yeah, and then uh, also before... I don't know if you have more E3 news or not, but before uh, we switch off of E3... Not really. No, not yet. Okay. Before we switch off of E3, um, you know, to celebrate E3, uh, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony are all having special uh, sales online for uh, their games. Now, as of this recording, Nintendo hasn't come out with theirs yet. They're not announcing what the sales are until Tuesday the 11th, which is when our episode drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Sony, uh, I have to say, uh, and they call it their Days of Play event. So it's, uh, I believe it's a, a 10-day event. It mm-hmm. started on Friday the 7th, and it's going to go until the 17th, I believe. And uh, the deals that they have are phenomenal. I picked up... Um, uh, the remake of Shadow of the Colossus, which I never played before. Oh, game's fantastic! And never played it. Always wanted to, but oh, av- yeah, but av- available for download on PS4 for twelve bucks right now. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, totally. picked up. I also picked up a couple of VR games, and then there's uh, another one I'm eyeing called Detroit. I think Detroit Become Human. Or oh Become yeah, Human. yeah. I heard that's good. Yeah, that one's also you can buy the ultimate edition for twelve bucks, and it comes with the company's uh, first game that they made, which was Heavy Rain. Oh, oh that one's good. Yeah, so you yep. can get both of those Quantic, games for Quantic twelve Dreams? bucks. What? Quantic Dreams, I think, was the name of the company. I think so. Yeah, um, but I played the demo for Detroit Become Human. It's fantastic. It's uh, yeah, it's really really good. So that may be another twelve bucks I drop uh, for those two games. 
And also, and I mentioned it, you know, I, I posted it on, on the on the Facebook page. Um, I think it's well worth to do it now, even if you just re-upped. Why not? Uh, you can get a year's worth of PlayStation Plus for 40 bucks. Uh, yeah. Savings of $30. Uh, look, why not? It just it just piggybacks onto your onto your account. So might as well buy yep. it now. I did bought it now, and I'm good till 2021. Yep. Um, some people apparently found it for two dollars cheaper in Costco. So knock yourself out. But yep. <laughs> you know, why hey, not? good for you. Look, if you can find a great <laughs> deal, look, uh, we're more than happy so. to hear about it. I love it. Uh, and, and speak, what? Oh no, as I say, speaking of deals, also right now, I saw online that. Uh, the Sony PlayStation Classic, the failure that it was, is currently available for twenty nine ninety nine, from a hundred dollars to thirty dollars yeah. in what oh, when you, three months? When, no, no, no uh, five, six months. It came out in December, right? It came out in December. I bought it full price, of course, and then two weeks later, it dropped in price. Yeah, I canceled my pre order because I wasn't impressed with what they were doing. I, with it, I, I was very happy. Don't understand. There's nothing wrong with it. It looks exactly like the games when you put them in. I don't understand the the hate for Here, it. The, USB uh, plug and no. no plug. For me, for me, everyone knows a plug already. What, what turned me against the PlayStation Classic? Because I've been buying all the classic consoles. You know, uh, what turned me against it was the library on the classic. They're that's really fine. Like, that's fine. Yeah, and that was what that's. I saw the library and I'm like, you know what? I already own the three or four games on here that I want and oh, well. played so i just and then i just decided i was like you know what that it's not worth me spending a 100 bucks now for 30 bucks i may pick it up yeah. just to add it to the collection yeah but, um i mean yeah if we, if we were gonna buy them on games we don't own we wouldn't have any of the minis but i hear what you talk. don't get me wrong i hear what you're talking about that's fine i'm talking about the people like oh it doesn't look good i'm like i got news for you the play the original playstation doesn't look good compared to today's aspects well, so, no, PlayStation, unfortunately yeah playstation did not age well no yeah, all right. Anyway, and, and I did pick up the Japanese version of the PlayStation yes, Classic. So I can't wait to play Devil Dice and Gradius, which is on there. I didn't realize. Yes, uh, Devil um, Dice was one of my favorite games on the PlayStation. Very yes. addictive. Speaking of the minis, let's talk about this one. Hey, Rich, are you getting a uh, Genesis mini? No. No? Okay. You know, I don't know. I, I haven't jumped on the minis craze. Fair enough. It's a great lineup, though. It's 42 games. Um one of which is actually Tetris, which is like probably one of the most hard to find games. Period. I even know they made Tetris on Genesis. I, I heard saw that. I heard it can go for like a million dollars, like no joke. Um, well, that's a little nutty. It it did until September when anyone can get it on the on the on the Genesis Mini. Well, let's see Tetris. But, Genesis. hold on, hold on. Here's a, a it's a fun little thing. You can only order it in Japan. Um, they're coming out with a mid add-ons for the Genesis Mini, uh, a mini Mega CD drive, a mini 32X, a nice. mini Sonic and Knuckles, and a mini Sonic um, cartridge. Oh, now, that's really cool. None of these will play. None of them are going to play games. It's just for fun. It's just for show. I'll post a pic- uh, picture on it. It's basically you just stack them on one to on top of another because you know the running joke of all these add-ons this tower of genesis yeah uh, and that's all it is i think it's like i think it was like 20 us dollars or something for all this um it's goofy it's fun i ordered it uh it's on amazon it's fun dot co dot jp so i had to create like a japanese account so mm-hmm. that was that was annoying 
But um, I'll post pictures on it. It was it's pretty cool, pretty fun to see. Um, with that kind of moving right along, let's go back to the Switch. Another sleeper that the arcade version is being released. Arcade, cla- uh, excuse me, arcade archives. Solomon's Key. Wow, I love that game. I love that game. Now Solomon's Key is available on the NES Online Classic. Um, it's available on the NES Mini Japanese version. But this is the arcade version. So I'm wondering, Ant, was there a difference between the arcade and, besides graphics, between the um, arcade and the NES version? To be honest with you, I do not know. All right. I mean, it looks prettier. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've only ever played the NES version. Me and too. I love the NES version. Me too. I Same. love it. And for eight bucks, you know, maybe worth it to get the, uh, the arcade version. So mm-hmm. that's coming out this week. And then finally, two final things, uh, one of which I find this very funny. Um... So the Nintendo Direct for Pokemon, uh, Shield and Pokemon Sword, was last week. And they announced some new Pokemon, one of which is Wooloo, a sheep. Basically a sheep. Um, I can't wait to battle Pokemon with a sheep. But guess who doesn't want you to use the sheep in Pokemon? Our good friends over at PETA. Oh, God. So PETA, now I'm quoting their Twitter handle. Love the new Pokemon Wooloo. They have a special message for all of their future trainers. And there's Wooloo holding a sign, I'm not your Wooloo sweater. Because in the game, I believe you can shear Wooloo to make clothing and whatnot. Well, everyone got on PETA's back. Um, People, not only fans of Pokemon, but like farmers came out saying, uh, no, Actually, it's good to shear the wool of a sheep because otherwise they can they can get heat stroke, they can get illness of uh, illness. Excuse me, if their wool isn't clipped on a regular basis, like for real sheep. And oh yeah, by the way, it's a video game. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know we we live in a day and age where you can complain about anything. Peta, you have a platform to for people to hear you. So it's my opinion, my opinion only. Voice, I can't stand Peta, and that's me just being me. Uh, they've targeted Super Meat Boy. They've targeted Super Mario. I think for riding Yoshi and stuff like that. Whatever. I find it very funny uh, that yeah, a lot of people are like no, no, no. It's actually good and healthy to shear sheep. So <laughs> that's pretty. The same funny. way it's good and healthy to sacrifice Yoshi to get over those. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Finally, finally, I want to talk about this, and we'll wrap this up. We have just come through the 35th anniversary of Tetris. Yes. 30, wow. 35 years ago, the game came out, and I think about 15 months ago, the creator of the game finally started getting money for it. Um, you know, everyone <laughs> everyone knows the story. Um, I can never pronounce his name, too. Alexiv, Alexi Palma something or other? Very, it's very Russian. Uh, for, I've oh, never been guess. something like that. Siri, stop. Thank you. So, it was a story. He created Tetris. He lived in Russia, Soviet Union at the time, and the Soviet Union's like, "We like this game. We're taking it." And basically, the Soviet Union took it. And this guy literally didn't see any money. I think until like the two thousands. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the fall of the Soviet Union and and rights and everything. Um. But big celebrations, um, Barcade, every 
Barcade had a big 35th anniversary Tetris celebration. I know Anthony out by you, and I know unfortunately you. I mean, circumstances just didn't allow it, and that's okay. But yeah. um, the creator of Tetris was at Barcade LA. I know, and I'm really bummed I didn't get a chance to see him. Now, the fact that he was only there signing for one hour is absurd. I could, yeah. It would have been nice to him to at least – had he had stayed for a few hours, I would have definitely made it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I could not make the specific hour that he was there. Okay, let's put the brighter side on it. He was there, and he was signing no, autographs. No, no, no. We're going to put my so, side I didn't get to meet him. This is a travesty. He needs oh. to come back. <laughs> Alexi You know what? He, he needs to come to my house, and then we'll play Tetris. Um, real quick, do you have any good memories of Tetris? You know, any, any fond version of your favorite version of Tetris? Either one of you, Rich, you want to go? So, yeah, me personally, um, one of my, uh, my wife, my, um, friends of ours, what we love to do is every, roughly every summer we go down to the Jersey shore okay. and we bring the, the Super Nintendo with us and we play Tetris and Dr. Mario. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Nice. And I will tell you, it gets really cutthroat playing, <laughs> especially the, the Tetris game gets a little intense. You know, there's nothing funnier than late 30s, early 40 people just really getting intensely into those. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And yeah, uh, well, the NES Tetris game is definitely the one I will hold the. Uh... Most fondly. And that's because it was essentially the family game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would just, uh, literally, my Nintendo was hooked up to the TV in the living room, and we would all take turns playing Tetris. So my mom, my dad, my sister, my younger sister was too young at the time, mm-hmm. but the four of us used to always just take turns playing or fight over it, you know, depending on, <laughs> you know, we wanted to play more. So um, that that's why uh, Tetris has always been kind of special to me. Awesome. Uh, of course, my version of Tetris was the Game Boy version of Tetris that came packed with the Game Boy was probably an amazing idea and sold Game Boys, sold Tetris uh, games. And so I'd play it, then I kind of fell out of love with it until Tetris 99 came out on the Switch. And then I fell back in love with it. And then I started playing the DS version and all this stuff. So uh, for me, though, the definitive for me is the Game Boy version of Tetris. Mm -hmm. That's the one I remember the most. Fair enough. uh, 35 years, you know, uh, it's a long time for a very simple puzzler that has branched out to so much stuff in in recovery from PTSD to to people, you know, the what's called the Tetris effect, where, you know, they mm-hmm. just picture Tetraminos falling and they can pack yep. the back of a car on vacation. So, yep. and, uh, and speaking of speaking of the Tetris effect, also, you can play it on VR. Yes. Tetris effect is a VR game. It's like you can play regular. I have Tetris effect. You can play it regularly and it is gorgeous. And the music is soothing. But yeah, when you play in VR, it's, it's a little, it's, it's weird. Um, it's not like you are a Tetris and you're falling, but, um, it's pretty cool. And I finally got to play Tetris on the virtual boy. And that was interesting as well. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) No, like for the first time, like three weeks ago or something. And that was, Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, sure was. And of course, the one Tetris I've always wanted to play was Bio Tetris. Remember, you oh, ever hear yes. Bio Tetris? Rich, Bio you look confused. Bio, yeah. Bio Tetris came out on the N64 in Japan, and you hook up this adapter to your ear, and it would measure your heart rate. So, what happens is, as your heart began to race, the pieces fell faster. So, you had to learn to control your heart rate 
to control the speed of the Tetraminos. Mm-hmm. That's absurdly awesome. <laughs> Never got that to play that great. one, though. So, so happy birthday, Tetris. And uh, with that, I think it's time to pull this into port and um, call it a day on this one. And this was a, this was packed. Uh, I liked it, though. This was fun. Yeah. No, always, this uh, is a blast. Listen, I always enjoy coming on, guys. Was it, Rich? Well, we we're think... always happy to have you, Rich, especially yeah. when Larry doesn't want to show up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the things I thought I wasn't going to be here, so I ended up being here, so of course I'm going to take over. No. Uh, Rich, I do appreciate you being on, no matter whether I'm here or not, whether Anthony's here or not. Um, you know, Definitely cool. Continue your gaming, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to beat more games down the road, more Metroids down the road. Oh, yeah. Hey, did you play the new one? Do you have the 3DS? Did you play that new one? Which one? The Metroid 2? Sa- Sa- uh, Samus Returns? Yes. Oh, you may have talked to it in the past. How does it compare to the original Tetris? Um, Metroid 2. <laughs> um, I will say this. Um, it was okay. Like, there were certain things about it that I thought was interesting. But overall, the control scheme for me was a little too wonky. Okay. Um. And there was a guy who did, uh, was it Not Another Metroid 2 Remake? Oh, okay. And played that version of it. And I will tell you, he did personally a better version (laughs) of the game than Nintendo did with this. Uh, Okay, fair enough. And then one final thing I just want to get your thoughts on this, being such a Metroid fan. The fact, now this happened months ago, but the fact that Nintendo basically said we are completely scrapping Metroid Prime 4 and we are going right back to the beginning. We're starting it from scratch and we're going back to the original original maker of the first Metroid Prime. Any thoughts on that? The fact that they were like, I think like 90% done and like, no, forget it. We're starting from scratch. I'd rather, you know, at this point, it's, when when was the last time outside of a remake did they release a Metroid? Was Would that it, Wii U? No, I think it was still the Wii. Probably. We we're not counting other I'm, M. No, yeah, yeah, right. no, not that one or the one that that Hunters one that was on the uh, 3DS. I think Metroid Prime Three it was the last one. Yeah, yeah. been a while. And it's you know, don't get me wrong. I love the Primes. I I played the crap out of them. But I will tell you, I feel like um, Metroid works best, and I've had the most fun when it's a 2D game. Fair enough. They stayed with them as 2D and just improved graphics or even had, like, you know, even do something like what the the Halo Anniversary did, where you could switch back and forth between, like, the newer graphics Mm -hmm. and old 8-bit graphics. I think that would be something fun to play around with. It's funny. A lot of games do that, like... Uh, Tecmo Bowl did that. Uh, the R Type Dimensions DX or EX is called. You can switch on the fly between 2D and 3D and not, whatnot. So, uh, all right, pretty interesting. Uh, I just kind of yeah. want to get your thoughts on that. Um, all right, so that's about it. Anyone have anything big coming up you want to promote? I mean, I know we don't really. I don't know. Throwing it out there. I got nothing. Fair enough. Good. I'm going back to sleep. I've been up since three o'clock. So. <laughs> um. So with that, folks, remember, check us out everywhere, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Retro Gamers Podcast. We can try and get our Twitter back up and running. And you want to hit him with the email? Uh, email at theretrogamers.com. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Just let us know that you're there listening. And we want to thank, actually, we finally broke two or three times the 3000 mark uh likes on on facebook yeah that was funny we <laughs> hit th- we hit 3000 likes and i messaged larry and said holy holy crap we're at 3000 likes and then 
we posted our graphic thanking everybody, and as soon as the graphic went up, we went down to twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not everyone's gonna stay a fan. Oh well. Which is also the price of the PlayStation Classic now. Hey, <laughs> see, no, we're, see we're, we're, we're over, we're over three thousand again and yes. again. Thank you very much to everybody who watches, who listens who participates on our Facebook page or our Instagram page and stuff like that. We're really, really grateful for you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, Rich, again, thank you for being on the show this week. Always enjoy it, guys. Awesome. And I'll catch you guys later. So be well. And we all will catch you right here next week for our special E3 presentation of the Retro Gamers Podcast. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. Hi, Jan. I heard Toyota-thon is on. It sure is. Perfect. I'm getting a head start on my list for Santa. Well, we've got great year-end deals on Camry, Highlander, RAV4, and more. But what kind of toys do you have? It's actually Toyota-thon, not Toyota-thon. We have great deals on vehicles, not toys. I'm sorry, sweetie. Okay. What can I get for five bucks? Current offers end November 30th. Toyota-thon ends January 4th. Participating dealers only. Toyota. Let's go places.